Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me, and I am really hoping that you've had a wonderful Christmas and that you had some, some enjoyable time with people that you love and that you were able to see God's blessings on your life and, and experience some gifts that, that maybe you did not expect for Him to give you. And if not, you know, then what we're going to be doing is really focusing on the new year. And we're going to say, then Christmas, if Christmas wasn't one of our better ones, then at least Christmas for this year is done. And we are going to be looking forward to a new year. And so I want to ask you, are you ready for the best year ever? So what kind of year do you think you're going to have? And how are we going to be able to successfully bring this last year to a close so that we can set powerful intentions for the new year? And so I'm praying that this is going to give you a different way to face a new year and encouragement to face every day the same way. Now, this is, this is important, but we're going to talk about doing every day that way. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So, you know, we all think about seeing the New Year's resolutions, you know, and setting those and, and, and making sure that we make them happen. And I don't know about you, but I've kind of given up on that. Now, I, that doesn't mean I vilify resolutions. I really changed my mindset, and instead of seeing them as resolutions— I see them as vision setters. They're intended to be a reference point. It's kind of what I'm believing what God's will is for me, his good and his perfect will. And, and it's things that as I, as I live my life and recognize that I can't do it all in one day, that I have time to continue to hammer things out. And every year I try and do some new things. I try to introduce some things. I try to take out some things. And so I try to change some things. So you want to really think about the fact that New Year's resolutions, at their best, really are vision setters. They just kind of help point us toward the future, help us to resolve the past, help us to let the past be the past, and help us to really start fresh again and not give up. So think about that. They're not something to beat us up with. We don't beat ourselves up because we haven't arrived yet. See, I need to make sure that my quote-unquote resolutions, goals, reference points, they're intended to keep me working toward the ultimate goal. And that's being the best version of me. They're not intended to show me how much I'm not, not making it. They're not intended as a scorekeeper to tell me I'm losing the game. See, vision setters, they're similar to a map. They keep me, you know, in a mindset of progression. So they're not intended, and nor should they ever be used as shame creators or condemnation ammunition. That is something that I have in, in my artillery that I'm going to pull out and harm myself with or harm others with. See, 
remember, the best year ever doesn't necessarily mean our best. And it also doesn't mean that it's the best one that I've ever had in my whole life. It means that I'm wanting this year to get the attention it deserves and be intentional about my time on this planet. I want God's best for me. I want God's best for you. We want him to continue the good work that he started in us. So as I begin this whole show, we want to really position our hearts and minds to have a foundational focus and outlook that we are open and desiring God's will. First and foremost, that we are in agreement with ourselves, with others, with God, that his will is the best will and that our will needs to die to his will. That it's God's will that should be done, that we want to have done, not our will. And this means that I have to daily position my mind, my heart, my soul, my body, my spirit, to be open and seeking and wanting God's will. Now, this is difficult. But we have often spoken about the ripple effect phenomenon. See, if I do this, quote-unquote, intentional positioning of myself in all areas of my life, a great majority of the battle is won. As to whether or not, moment by moment, I'm having great, you know, um, successes. That's just the daily experience of my life. And so one day of my life does not define my entire life, meaning, purpose, or hope, which, re which results really truly in vision. So remember, the biggest battle is the battle of wills. Who will surrender? Will I accept and go with God or resist, hold on, and struggle? Will I take up another year of fighting God's will, fighting God's plan, fighting what God wants for me? Will I end up fighting the wrong things instead of battling my own flesh, my own free will that does not want to be reined in? Am I going to use all that energy to battle all the wrong things? Who will surrender? Now, this is the beginning of our new year. This is the positioning time. Our entire self is needing to be positioned to look at this year through the eyes of a loving God that planned it from the beginning of time. And he is excited for this year to happen. He's got some really amazing things in this year for us. And he also sees really big obstacles. He sees hardships. He sees heartache. And he's already made provision for all of that. So this week and next week, I'm going to tell you what we're going to really be focusing on. We are going to be focusing on six different th ways that we are going to really position ourselves for this year. And the first one is a position of intention. See, every day starts a new year. Think of it that way. Yes, officially, 2019 is going to start on January 1st. But what if by 2015, I've messed up everything. Well, 2015, I can start a brand new year. Every time I position myself intentionally, 
to redo, to undo, to start over, to get back on the horse, right? To never, ever, ever give up, ever give up. So the first thing is I position myself with intention. That my intentions are to do really well. My intentions are to do God's will. My intentions are to overcome. My intentions are to whatever it is. Those are my intentions. And that's what I want to be focusing on. This is not a performance issue. Intention is not about performance. Intention is about the energy you need to get going. That doesn't always mean I'm successful. But I have great intentions, and I'm not going to apologize for having great intentions. Great intentions, though, don't do anything if I don't walk it out, right? But I have to start. I have to start intentionally. Because if I'm not intentional, then guess what happens? The world just keeps happening anyways. And I don't want you to be living a life that's unintentional, that's happenstance. You're worth far more than that. You have great value. You have great things to offer the world. This is why God made you. He didn't just accidentally make you. He made you for a reason. He wants you to have as much intention about your life as he has about your life. So we're going to start with a position of intention. The second thing we're going to do, we're going to bring the year to a close. We're going to keep it closed. Because if you don't, it's like driving, looking through the rearview mirror the whole, t- whole time. So we need to end this year. Whatever it was that happened in this year, good, bad, and different, it's done. It's now in the past. It's now in history. It's now a reference point. But we don't want to live in it, rehashing it, trying to undo things that cannot be undone at this point. We want to truly learn from what that was so that we don't have to repeat it unnecessarily. So we position ourselves with intention to move forward. We bring that year to a close. We resolve. We forgive. We forgive ourselves. We forgive others. We look at things from from a much broader perspective. We kind of give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We say, you know what? I'm just glad I tried whatever that endeavor was, even if that endeavor was an abysmal failure. I'm proud of myself that I tried, that I took a risk, and I learned from it. So what did I learn so that I don't have to repeat it? So we bring the year to a close, and we, we work on all that resolution so that we don't have a whole bunch of untidy things as we move into this, into this new year, this wonderful new year that's unfolding that God has planned for us and that God is excited for us to walk into. And he's waiting for us. He says he'll be with us, he'll never leave us, and he will never forsake us, that we are not to be afraid, we are not to be discouraged. So we bring that year to a close. And this whole idea of intention, position of intention, allows us to do this third thing, which is creating new beginnings. And this one is very, very powerful and very, very important. This creating new beginnings, this this means forgiving. When we forgive, we create a new beginning. 
when you forgive another, you have now closed out whatever that offense was, and you've opened a door for a new beginning. We can give new beginnings to ourselves, to others, to the world, to God. We can give those new beginnings that say, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to take everything I've learned. I'm going to try again. And I'm going to start over. Because think about this. God cannot steer a parked car. So potential, potential energy is important. You need to just start moving. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about your best year ever. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to this really amazing show that we are doing today, and it is about the new year and what we are going to do about this new year. So this is about having your best year ever. Every year is a new year. Isn't that just amazing how God is always giving us new beginnings? Every second is a new beginning. Every minute is a new beginning. Every year, every decade. We get these new beginnings all the time and all these wonderful things that God has planned into this year. He has already written out this year. And so he is excited for us to walk into it. And he knows that there's going to be some hardships. There's going to be some difficulties. There may be some heartaches. There may be some failures. He also knows there's going to be great love, excitement, joy, peace, wonder, new ways to know him, new ways to know others. So we're going to be doing this and next week's show on this whole idea about the best year ever and what kind of year you're going to have. And we're going to bring last year to a close and we're going to really focus on how we're going to stick in this year. We're not going to just glide. We're not going to coast. We're going to be very intentional. And that's the first thing that we start with is everything we are going to do, we're going to do with a position of intention. Every day can start a new year. So I, I you know, even if you have yesterday was horrible, yes, tomorrow is going to be better if we want to make it that way. So we really want to intentionally work on saying every day ends and every new day begins. So I'm going to position myself with intention. I'm going to bring that last year to a close. I'm going to keep it closed. The only thing I'm going to do if I go back into next year is learn from it. I'm not going to use it to beat myself up. Can't use the past to beat yourself up. It doesn't do any good. That's not what the past is for. The only reason the Lord allows us to have a past and remember our past is to learn from it. To learn from it, to rejoice in it, to see the wonders that God has for us, to recognize that there are good things, and to remind ourselves of what God has done for us and how far we have come. So we bring that year to a close. Then we're going to, in that way, because we've closed out 2018, and we say that year is done, good, bad, indifferent, then that allows me to create new beginnings. And the best way to create new beginnings for yourself, 
for anybody else is through forgiveness. And I want you to remind yourself, God cannot steer a parked car. So even if you don't know what direction always to move in, just move forward. Just move. Move backwards, forwards, sidewards, whatever it is, just move. Because if you're moving, that inertia, that potentiality, that helps God to create those new things. So we're going to create new beginnings. And the fourth thing that we're going to do, we are going to use that power of intention to really manage the internal world and understand and accept the external world. Instead of trying to manage and control the external world and being unwilling to accept my internal world. So I'm going to manage my internal world. That's what I have control over. And sometimes I don't even have great control over that, right? And I'm going to be very accepting of the external world so that I can know what I actually can change and what I cannot. And the more I practice acceptance, the more I accept God's world on God's terms, the happier I'm going to be. And that doesn't mean that I accept abuse it doesn't mean I accept sin. None of these types of things. We change the things that, that need to be changed and that we can change. But maybe we could just relax a little this year. Maybe we could just be a little bit more accepting of God's world. That he really is on top of it. And he is far more committed to his world and his people than we ever could imagine or ever be. And we can trust that. So we're going to work on managing our internal world. How do I think? What do I do with my feelings? How accepting am I of my feelings? How well do I manage my feelings? Am I taking good care of me? Am I taking care of the one that God loves? See, he has given all of us to ourself. And he is asking for us to care for us, to care for the one that he loves. Just as we care for children that he gives us or pets that he gives us or infirmed people that we have in our life that we are caring for, elderly people, wounded people. He's saying to you, I'm depending on you to care for the one that I care about. You are my hands. You are my eyes. You are my mouth. You are my body. You are it. So this is really important that we manage our internal world, accept the external world, and as we really practice taking care of us, that means that we, we're living in love and that we are practicing living in love. That we love all. Jesus loved everything, everybody, all the time, everywhere. It doesn't always mean he was in a good mood. It doesn't always mean he was nice. But even if he was, he was difficult, even if he was uh, confrontational, even if he set boundaries, even if he said no to people, he still was doing it out of love. Because part of loving people is understanding the word no can be the greatest way that I love someone. Because first and foremost, if I don't care for me, then how can I actually care for the people that God sends my way? So it's imperative that we practice living in love to those outside of us as well as to ourselves. And I always am reminding clients and 
encouraging clients because they get worried about this whole idea of self-love. And I said, it's not like self-love. Okay, this is not self-aggrandizing. This is not any of that because that is not truly love. Love always conquers fear. Love always overcomes. If I am truly loving myself in a healthy way, I will have so much energy to love others. If I am not caring for myself, I have less energy. I have less resource to care for the people that God brings to my life. The better I care for me, the better I can care for you. The better I love me, the more love I have for you. That's the way God's economy works. And the enemy wants to lie to us and tell us the opposite. So we're going to practice living in love. And lastly, we are going to practice not worrying. Don't worry. Don't worry. Worry does not help anything. Now, I certainly can be a worrier. I can. And I have to remind myself, it's wasted energy. It's kind of like spinning your wheels. It's, it's you know, pour, pouring water out onto the sidewalk. It does nothing. And so worry If I feel like I need to worry, if I find myself worrying, then I start to say to myself, wow, what do I need to do? Am I caring about me? Am I caring about that person? Is there some, is there some area of potentiality that I can be working with here? Can I create a new beginning with this person? Is there forgiveness that needs to be happening? Is there acceptance that needs to be happening? So I practice not worrying. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are at the halfway mark. Join me in the next segment as we continue to talk about the best year ever. Well, good afternoon. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just tuning in, make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And we have these shows uh, absolutely posted on the website. You can listen to them right from your computer. And love it when you participate in all the social media that we have for you. So make sure you check out all of those things and the website as well. Send the show to your friends. So I'm glad that you're with me today. We are talking about your best year ever. And how do we do that? How do we make 2019 our best year ever? And always remember that your best Your best year doesn't always mean that you're at your best, okay? We're we're not God. We're we're failing, mistake-making, struggling, hurting people, and he knows that. So the best version of me sometimes might not look that great to the world, but I know that it's my best version. So it's important that we work on setting our year so that it can be the best year ever. That we fully take responsibility for it, we take hold of it, we grasp it, we claim it, we own it. 2019, that's your year. Every moment you are here, God wants you to be involved in. He doesn't want you just gliding through life. So the first thing that we talked about was this idea of position of intention. Every day we're going to start A new year. Every single day of 2019, we're going to start it again. And we're going to continue to show up. We're going to bring this year to a close. We're going to bring 2018 to a close. We're going to keep it closed. 
We are only going to reference it to learn from it. We are not going to use it to beat ourselves up. We're not going to use it to lament, to say that that was the best year and I wish it would have never ended and I don't want to do 2019. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live in the past. So I'm going to bring this year to a close, which then gives me new beginnings. And the best way for new beginnings is through forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, doing a hard reset, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, forgiving the country, forgiving the world, forgiving whatever we need to forgive to start over and have a new year. Then we're going to really work on managing the internal world as well as accepting the external world so that we focus more on our internal world because everywhere you go, there you are. Remember? Everywhere you go, there you are. So you take you with you everywhere. If you don't like being with you, you're not going to have a very fun life. I'm going to tell you that. You want to make peace with you. Making peace with you. Forgiveness. And that means that we are then able to practice living in love for all of God's people because it has nothing to do with their behaviors. Always remind yourself, love is unconditional. Intimacy is not. See, our behaviors affect our intimacy. Our behaviors affect how close we can be to somebody. But that doesn't mean that they don't desire and need and deserve love. But intimacy is a gift. So the last thing we're going to work on, not worrying. Don't worry. Don't worry. So before we totally dive in, we're going to create a reference point regarding this whole position of intention. And this is the following verse. This is Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 24, and it's in the Message Bible. It says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. That's our, our position of intention. He's created a new morning. Great is his faithfulness. We're sticking with God. That's really all we've got left. That's the intention. Trusting that his loyal love will not run out and it will not dry up. And he's creating a new morning every day. And his faithfulness is great, unprecedented, unfathomable. And we can depend on it. So why this verse? See, because every day, every day of the year is a new year. So really, let's focus on this whole idea of my will or God's will, my way or God's way. See, that's the position of intention. Is it my will or is it God's will? Is it my way or will it be God's way? And that's where I want myself to be faithful to God. I want to practice great faithfulness toward God just as he does toward me. So these are hard, but these are great reference points because they keep grounding us in the way God wants us to live. So this is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we continue to talk about this position of intention and creating a new year every day. 
Well, thank you for joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for being with me today. And, and we are really preparing for New Year, 2019, a new year. That's amazing. And so what are we going to do? How are we going to do that? Well, we spent the first half of this, this show really talking about what we're going to continue to return to on a daily basis. And I'm wanting to make sure that, that I read these enough because I want you to write these down. And we will also hopefully get these out in social media as well for you. So what we are going to do this year, six things that help make this year a great year. The first one is a position of intention. So we start every day as if it's a new year. The second thing, we bring 2018 to a close and we keep it closed. We don't keep revisiting, rehashing, reliving it, lamenting it, whatever that is. That means that if we do resource 2018, it is simply to learn from it. It is not to beat ourselves up. It's not to want to live back there. It's not to refuse to live this year because we loved last year so much. And we're not going to walk around with shame of whatever occurred in 2018. It's over. It's done. And it's dead. It's a reference point. The third thing, we're going to, through that, create new beginnings for ourselves. So as we bring this year to a close, it gives us new beginnings. And we do this by forgiving. Forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, forgiving God, the world, the country, politicians, whoever we need to forgive so that we can live in peace. And always remind yourself, living at peace with people does not mean living in agreement. I can live in peace with people I do not agree with. Now, truthfully, it's a lot easier to have peace when we're all in agreement. That's, that's like heaven. That's wonderful. But I don't, I don't have to have agreement to be at peace. And I can practice that. And I can create those new beginnings. And I can forgive. The fourth thing, we're going to manage the internal world and accept the external world. So instead of trying to change the external world so that internally I feel better, I'm going to really work on cleaning up my internal world. That I'm going to make living inside of me a safe, forgiving, healthy, solid, integrous experience. That that's the world that I really have some control over. I don't have control over the external world. But every time I work on the internal world, I manage the external better. I enjoy it more. It, it stresses me out less when I'm managing my internal world. And by doing that, that helps me then to practice living in love. I have so much more energy to love. And that helps me to not worry. So I gave you the verse in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 24 from the Message Bible, and it says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. How beautiful is that? That God says to us every day, listen, I set it up this way. I knew that you would need resets. So my faithfulness is great. Every day I create a new morning. Every day. 
See, every day is a new year. So when we discussed this idea in the show that I did on Twilight, if you remember that, we saw that the Lord knew we needed new beginnings more often than we could ever realize. See, he could start a day and have a day be a year long, right? But what he did was make it 24 hours. He said, and not only that, I'm going to cut that day into hours, and I'm going to cut that hour into minutes, and that minute into seconds. Because sometimes living through a minute might feel unbearable. So we, we, we knew that we needed new beginnings. And we want to take advantage of that mindset that as you go into 2019, I want you to think about this. I can reset anytime I want at any time of the day. I can start over. I can do a redo. And if I can't do a redo, I'll do a restart. And I'll just start again. If I don't like how I handled that last meeting I had, I will start again. If I don't like how I spoke to my children, I'll start again. If I don't like a food choice that I made, if I don't like a habit choice I made, I can start again. I don't have to let that moment define the rest of my day, the rest of my week, month, year. The enemy loves it when we do that. It's kind of like, think about the person that, you know, if, you, if you're walking outside of a building and someone's laying there in front of the door and everyone's walking all over them and you say, why, why are you there? And they say, well, I fell down. They're like, well, get up. No, I fell down. That must mean I'm not a good walker. Right? Wouldn't that be ridiculous if someone fell down and they didn't get up? So that's what restarts are. That's why we're traveling through time. We just get up and get going again. Start again. So we position this will to realize that every day is a new day. And it's coming. And we get new beginnings every day. And so we position ourselves to either do my will or God's will. This means that for this year, I'm going to practice this position of intention. And I will daily, intentionally position my heart and my mind to say, not my will, but thy will be done. And I'm going to say this a couple of times. I'm going to read this to you because I want you to memorize it. I use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to self-will and enter into God's will. I'm going to say that again. I will use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to self-will and enter in to God's will. The more that you remind yourself, this is where the power lies. It's not in trying to always manage all your behaviors. You see, by the time you're doing a behavior, you've already, you've already fallen into your own self-will. What we want to start with is self-will, free will. And I'm going to surrender to God's will, consciously. And so let's meditate on this verse. This is Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, and it's also out of the Message Bible. And this is what it says. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it, bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears.
Now, the NIV, that the New International Version, it says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you. See, he didn't start a good work and then say, Are you going to be faithful to the work I started in you? It's all about him. How kind is that? Let's read that again out of the message. There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. See, that's the intention. That's the power of intention. God is intentional in your life, even if you're not. He's committed even when you're not. He won't give up even if you do. So we remind ourselves that our intention is to, to, to surrender to God's work and believe that he will complete it, that he has a way, and that we want to desire his way. And I love this verse in Proverbs. This is chapter 14, verse 12. This is out of the Message Bible, and it's a, it's a grave reminder to me. And this is what it says. This is 14.12. It says, there's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time. But all that laughter will end in heartbreak. Another version says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. I mean, we can really convince ourselves. We can. We can really talk ourselves into all kinds of things that we know probably are not good for us. And many times we want to question God's wisdom and say, why would he withhold that from me? That can't be right. God says, go ahead and test it. There's a way that seems right to you, but I know you. You follow my way and you will live. You follow your way, you will, you will surely perish. So, the, so in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, out of the Message Bible, it says this, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as high as the skies soar above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will my words the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. See, we have a God that has already planned the whole thing out. He's made provision for all mistakes that we could ever possibly make and all successes they are, we are going to have. He's made a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. And he's going to lead us on that way. And he says, I don't do it the way you do it. So the more energy you put into trusting God, the more energy you put into your relationship with him versus understanding him, you will have a lot better outcome. Think about if any of you have pets, what do we work on with our pets? We just simply want our pets to trust us, don't we? We're not trying to explain to them how the car runs, how to drive a car, how to get food out of the refrigerator, how to go to the bank and get money to go to the store to buy cat food or dog food, right? 
We're wanting them to trust us, that we are caring for them, and we know what they need. And we have the resources to manage what they need. So you can trust the one who died for you, and the one who loves you. So join me next week, because we are going to talk more about this whole idea of what we're going to do with this new year. We're going to talk about bringing it to a close. We're going to talk more about creating new beginnings, managing the internal and external world. We're going to really talk about practicing how you live in love truly and how to not worry. And we're going to be saying, God, it's your way, not my way. My intention is to follow your way. And I'm going to use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I'm going to use my free will to die to self-will so that I can enter in to God's will. And we're going to trust when God says to us in this beautiful verse, Philippians 1.6, there's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. So we're going to remind ourselves about this intention to surrender to God's work, to believe that he will complete it, to know that he has a way, and to desire his way. That's God's will. That's the position of intention. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining today with me. Have a great week. Meet me next week, and we will do the rest of this issue when it comes to having the best year ever. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.